Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. Where did my, where did my lisp come? I don't see, I can't even say the word lisp. Where did that come from last week? I don't know, but when I heard it back, I thought, did you have a retainer in? <laughs> oh my God. Not only did I not have a retainer, like I think that that like I hadn't been chewing. I didn't I wasn't drinking. Like there was no reason that my tongue got that fat all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, sometimes like maybe you eat like certain foods. Um like peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter, your tongue gets all fat and you're trying to talk in the back of your tongue or even the sides of your tongue are just hitting all your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that can't visually see you right now, you're in the dark. <laughs> I don't know why you're setting yourself up for ambiance or anything like that, but <laughs> curtains are drawn. What are you doing in there? <laughs> you know what? It's going to be 143 degrees today in Sacramento. So I have, you know... You know, last year, you you know this, I remodeled my uh, many of the rooms in my house. And one of them is my bedroom. And my bedroom is in uh, what formerly was the attic of this house. And this house is built in 1926. And this attic is huge. and But it's not insulated. And not only is it not insulated, but my air conditioning unit, which is, in my mind, is still new. But it's really, it's 20 years old. Yeah. So it it does pump air up here but not a whole lot so as part of my remodel i um the lady who remodeled it for me uh christy powell she's really good if anybody wants to check her out um um refresh is what her business called christy christy powell refresh on on instagram but anyway she put these blackout curtains and shades on the four different windows i have up here and you know what it has made a significant difference significant difference and um this this space and so it doesn't get as hot as it used to man i remember i mean well we all know that heat rises i mean so yeah when you're up uh, in the attic and then you're trying to cool it down that does yeah it's supposed to be 101 today and then friday 105 oh my god that is brutal i mean just brutal and i think it's we're starting that thing here where um it stays hot late Yes, right, it was 80 right. degrees last night. Gosh, it's just... And you know what? 
If anybody's mm-hmm. listening from Las Vegas or Arizona, so what? I know that happens to you guys all the time, whatever, but I know. So what? <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We don't care. You choose to live there. <laughs> it's hot here. It's hot. And you know what? I don't know if you remember, but um, like I moved to Sacramento, uh, I think 93. And then I moved away and I came back about 96 or 97 or something. But anyway, there used to be a Delta breeze here and I, I'd never feel a Delta breeze here anymore. No, it's like disappeared unless you're in Fairfield or something. And Fairfield is about 50 something miles from where we live. But yeah, there's that um, Delta breeze right there off of like when all the eighties and the 99s and the right. merge. <laughs> right, right. Those little, those rivers and there's no wind for that. And so I, I don't know, you know, if that's global warming or micro global warming like wind or um, weather patterns change and stuff but it there was a noticeable difference that there's no more delta breeze that that cools off this area into the evenings it's not good time for our firefighter friends in sacramento due to you know our drought and sometimes when there is a breeze it's like a blow dryer hurting your fucking face like you walk outside and you're like wow it's windy out here and then you walk out and then it blows you in the face and it's Jesus H it's a blow dryer. So it is, I have a girlfriend, uh, Megan, her fiance is a fire captain. And I had just talked to him this past week, you know, just, you know, ha- is he busy? And yes, they're busy. And it's only going to get worse oh. because this it's June 9th. I mean, Good it's God. June 9th and going to be 105 tomorrow. Wow. That's that, you know what that means? Like I I was telling my partner, Elian, who's from New York, who lives in New York about how when summer starts here about like our spring is about two weekends. Right. And then it's summer, you know, sometime in May and it seems moderate, like maybe it'd be in the eighties or something. Then all of a sudden, you know, by the end of May, early June, it's in the hundreds and it's going to stay like this until mid October. Like it's not going to change. It's nice because my parents have a pool. So that's the only reason why I like it. And you know what? It's it sucks because Pride weekend or, you know, Pride celebrations are really rampant, especially this coming weekend. So it's unfortunate that's going to be so hot while, you know, folks are out celebrating, although it shouldn't just be one month, as you and I have discussed in the past. Yes. Pride shouldn't just be a celebration, um, you know, just in June, which is unfortunate. Yes. I remember going to before covid I went to Pride Celebration and Lizzo was performing it. It was before she was, you know, as big as she is today. And Uh it was hot as hell then. Um, And but watching her perform was pretty amazing. And just being around that energy was so fun. I heard she kills it in concert. She killed it. She killed with a T. Killed it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was that was that in um, Sacramento, San Francisco? That was in Sacramento. So it was really wow. great to be. Yeah. I mean, we got all of us. We got a bunch of people together. I had worn, you know, I got my makeup done and this beautiful like rainbow eyeshadow. And it was, you know, I had a rainbow bandana on my head and just being around the unbelievable energy and support for the community was really something memorable. And to, to be able to be a, to be able to participate in it was pretty amazing. You know, um, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up Pride. So uh, Pride, June is Pride Month. And um, like many things in America, um, Pride Month 
covers a lot and then haters come out as well like just anti-pride people but uh pride month comes out of a struggle like anything in america that you know um the community was um, targeted for so much throughout america's history and then the struggles in um reached ahead in, in new york um and there was just big marches and uh, fighting back against police raids on gay bars and gay establishments um, and uh, the pride, the whole pride concept. And I, I can't think of the lady's name it was um, Black Drag Queen and Marsha is her name, but she started it, you know, the movement to push back. And that was in the 70s and 80s. And then, you know, and I don't want to minimize the the history and all the um, the struggles, the successes, the AIDS epidemic, fucking Ronald Reagan and Nancy Nancy Reagan, you know, refusing to help and all the people who suffered from that, you know, in the, in the 80s and into the 90s and even now. But tremendous progress is made. And it's good to, like, take a moment to say, you know what? Um, we have, and I'm not, I'm not we as inclusive, but we have as a nation and we have a celebrating that community uh taking the time to get forward way and, and and to recognize that look there's been a struggle we've had some successes yes there's a way to go but let's celebrate those wins right now in this month and let's bring attention to the lgbtqi plus community and how far we've come and to celebrate that and you know what that's a pretty nice thing to do I agree because it really, it's, I mean, it's really about the self-promotion of like self-affirmation, dignity, equality, um, the visibility of the community, you know, from just lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. It's just, it is a good recognition piece that they still bleed the same color that we all do. And, and to even have to spend time thinking and having to take time out to recognize specific groups is still just attributed to the fact that we still have so much more to do and so much more yes. change to help make. But I mean, yes, I guess we have to say we there's an acknowledgement and awareness piece that we celebrate for the month. It goes back to you and I having discussions about Black History Month and that being okay. February. Like, I don't understand how we allocate months rather than just the, the day-to-day awareness piece of it. It's super yes. frustrating. And I, I, I don't know... I have, yes. I want to go, you know what, I I want to say something because this has been, this has been on my mind. So it, it aligns a little bit with what we're talking about and, and using platforms. So I, I haven't been a fan of, I, I watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians when my brother worked for them. And mm -hmm. um, one of my girlfriends reached out to me and says, oh, you have to watch The Kardashians. There's an episode, Kim's Warehouse of Clothing. And I got sucked into watching it, you know, reality TV. But let mm -hmm. me tell you something. After watching um, the first eight episodes of this new Hulu Kardashian, I am beyond... Uh, I found a new respect for Kim Kardashian. And here's why I have a new respect for her. one. She has over 300 million followers and she has taken the baby bar exam to get her law degree. Instead of going to law school, baby bar is a way for you to test legality wise in order for you to, to take full bar testing. I, I don't know all the in-depths of that. 
So she passes that with a business that she runs, skims and a multitude of other things. She has four children, blah, blah, blah. But she uses her platform about injustices in regards to um, individuals that are on death row that are either innocent or trying to remove the death row stigma, like clemency. And she uses her platform to make change. And I think it was Julius Jones that she got, I mean, she worked with a with, with an agency that, you know, talked about um, getting these guys, getting to the governor's office, uses her platform, all her famous folks that she knows to work on gaining clemency for somebody. And at the last four hours before the execution piece, clemency was granted. Now, is that just Kim Kardashian? Absolutely not. But what I thought the respect level of having her use her platform to use that and use her voice just gave me a newfound respect. And it goes back to just this piece of having to use months dedicated to groups of individuals still perplexes the fuck out of me. Okay. I'm off my platform now. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. That's a, um, I didn't that's know a that. Lot. Yeah, that's okay. I, I knew some of that about her like but not not to that level like I, I knew about the her trying to get her um law degree and I do recall a story um in the past couple I, some of that what you said about um a person helping get a person off death row so and I don't know a whole lot about the Kim Kardashian enterprise you know all her yeah family I I just don't follow them. so but I am going to give a counterpart so a counterpoint to her because two things about a person can be true. So Kim Kardashian endorsed for mayor of Los Angeles, um, a billionaire white guy developer who, for most of us, what we know about him, he was a Trump supporter and a Trump funder. And just a few weeks before the election, before he decided to run, he changed his affiliation from Republican to Democrat. And uh, he's not a Democrat. He's a Republican as his you know, you can see him sitting at the debates in the front row supporting Trump and stuff like that, as opposed to supporting the black woman running for mayor, Karen Bass, who has been part of the um, has been a representative, a part of the Congressional Black Caucus and who has actually done things for not just black people, but all people. But she put her 300 million followers on notice that this white billionaire developer who was a Trump supporter would be better because there's crime and that's very scary. So she could have used her her power and her reach and her platform supporting people that um, that look like her kids. Yeah. As opposed to supporting people who actively support people who do not help people that look like her kids. Yeah. You know what? That's good. I did not know that. See, this is why we have these discussions. Why we have these discussions. That's exactly right. Um, Hey, so. I had a lisp last week, but you sound stuffy. So what's going on? Oh my God. I got COVID. Good God. Good God. And you know what? Um, I got don't come visit. I you know what makes me so mad is I spent two and a half years and I was so good. And my girlfriend who I saw on Sunday texted me, I don't even know what day it was, said, I have some bad news. I tested positive for COVID. And I said, uh-huh. bitch, you took my COVID virginity. And now I'll never forget you. You know how like your virginity, you never forget that person. I said, you're a bitch. And now my COVID oh my took my God. COVID virginity. And let me tell you, I'm glad I'm boosted because 
I have, it, it feel, you feel a little weak. I'm very stuffy. I got some mucinix and, and stuff like that, but I'll, t- I'll tell you, I couldn't even imagine if I wasn't vaccinated at the level, how I would be feeling. Now, I don't know anything about this string. I, I just know more and more people have gotten COVID lately. Wow. It, and you, you have it. Yes. I have, you know what? Um, Knock on my wooden head. I have not. Um, so I'm sorry you got COVID. Let me let me go back to that. And um, I'm sorry that your girlfriend took your COVID virginity. That's that's a very precious thing. <laughs> <laughs> now I told her, I said, we're connected for life. So in my life, I will always say, when someone says, who took your COVID virginity? I'll know. I'll say your name without hesitation. <laughs> uh, um, but how, how are you? How are you feeling? Like how, how long has it been and like, what, what's the, what's the deal? It's been two days and I slept fine last night. So I didn't wake up the first night. I woke up with sweats, which I thought maybe my AC just wasn't low enough or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think I went for my walk this morning and it took me a little longer than normal. You know, I was kind of a little out of breath, but you know, I'm able to, I was able to work and, and sort of navigate that way. I have a little bit of brain fog, so I might not be as witty as I normally am because it's taking a little while to register. So you went from like Chelsea Handler level of um, quips and snark all the way down to like Amy Schumer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Amy so. Schumer fans. <laughs> Pretty much so. Oh. That's that's awful. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. I have not, to my knowledge, I have not had COVID. So, in the two and a half years of testing, I have not had COVID. I do think I'm one of those people who, before COVID was um, widely known, I think I had it in the months preceding. You know? Oh, um, before you could you know, test for it. Yes, you know how they were saying. First, they were saying oh, I was started in January, and then it was like this the. December, November, they were going back and back. And I think my daughter, uh, Leah and I, uh, Leah and I, right, maybe around October, November, I had that, you know, the sweats, the cough, the cold that wouldn't go away, right? And just, it lasted and lasted. And then by about January, when COVID was spreading um, or become more nationally known um, in the States, because it hit places in China and, and Italy really hard. And I thought, you know, that sounds like what I have, but there's no way to know now, but I, I think I may have had it. I, you know, cause you worked in an environment you worked in, we don't call them old age homes. What did you call them? Yes. Senior living. Senior living. Yes. yes so you worked in that living. environment and I know that it was super protected there, but I would think out of all the comings and goings of families, that there would be an opportunity that you would be a higher risk to contract it. Yes. And it was, it was so bad. And you know, I, I've said this before and I wrote about this in my blog and in my magazine um, and, a, and a piece titled moving on is that one of the reasons I left the industry was exactly because you say that we were getting devastated by, by COVID. And, and I have been saying, not just me, but other people have been saying for a couple of years that whatever numbers are being um, broadcast as the COVID number of deaths is really low because I know from personal experience working with seniors, a senior would get COVID, like diagnosed with COVID and say prior to that, they were just an active senior, right? And then they would get COVID and then say in a month or so, they would would then test negative and they would recover. 
and then a week later they would die, you know, yeah. or two weeks later they would die. And that would not be counted as COVID. And, you know, they would get a cold and die, or maybe they have a, a slight fall and they would die or may, whatever it was, whatever, or they, they just had comorbidities, like something else, but it would be, we know we could see a senior be active, get COVID, never be active, you know, in, in the next week or month, and then they die. And that wouldn't be attributed to COVID. And so now, you know, we're past a million, but there are, um, a scientist is a, not the right word for it, but people who study deaths and death patterns and things. And now they're saying that that million, a million one, whatever it is, is severely undercounted. Like they know it's undercounted now. And because um, there were states and and uh, counties that refused to categorize something as a COVID death. And they, they know that was happening. And you know what, Jen, speaking of Pride Month on the bad side, that's very similar to what happened with people were dying from AIDS. So when gay men were dying from AIDS, there were cities and counties and states who refused to categorize those deaths as um, being um, uh, uh, caused by AIDS. But then not only that, because at the time there was a stigma and there were, there were of course there were gay men um, who were dying from AIDS, but there were men who were not out and who were having sex with other men and they were contracting AIDS and dying. And because of the, the, the shame associated with that um, and need to be hidden from family and friends, their deaths were not categorized as AIDS. Their deaths were categorized as anything else, but, and, and so COVID was like that. They were categorized as anything but COVID. So um, we know more people. So that's why that's one of the, that's probably like 60% of the reason I left the industry because um, just in the prior six months to me leaving our industry um, of the of prior four months, I'm sorry, of the four of the 40 something deaths in my community, 40 something in four months was just astronomical. Um, most of those were from COVID. Most of those from COVID, and I just I didn't want to be around that anymore. It, it was too too much death. So, yeah. So COVID. Um, so I'm I'm glad to know that you that you even though you have it, it sounds like you're getting on and you don't have the worst of the symptoms. Yeah, I don't have. I think the last variant was the Delta variant, and that was one that was pretty. That was knocking people off for like ten days, fourteen Thank days. God. I know somebody that had the Delta, and they have this new strain, and they said, "Oh, it's way better than the Delta." If every if the new strain was anything similar to the Delta, she had said that we'd probably be on lockdown because I mean, okay. so many people are getting it, and um, it's frustrating, you know, that you do that. We still have to be in this environment, but I'm also very thankful that I had the opportunity to get boosted and, and to take full advantage of getting vaccinated. I'm, I'm pro yeah. vaccine, no matter how anybody feels about that. I, yeah. I went to, I went to Brazil before COVID and I remember sitting at the, uh, get my tetanus shot. And the woman said, Hey, you know, are you interested in getting the yellow fever tetanus, you know, yellow fever vaccine because the mosquitoes in Brazil, blah, blah, blah. And I said, bitch, I have two arms. You put one in each. I don't, I want all of it. Give it to me. Uh, like hey, I am, you know what? That's what I said about about COVID boosters. Give it to me, like you give me that side of ranch at the restaurant. <laughs> give it to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everybody wants ranch. Give it to me. Like that's perfect. Oh my god, that's crazy. So, um, did you see? Yeah. I know it's a, a, a slight change 
of the conversation, but I was watching something last night and it was Matthew McConaughey who was in Uvalde, Texas, because that's where he, I guess that's where he was from. And he is from he was, that city, yeah. Yeah, he was doing a little speech and he brought some little girl's um, sneakers that she was wearing. And that was the only thing that was identifiable um, to the parent was her sneakers with some little sticker on the front of it. With uh, a heart on the toe. Yes, the yes, green, heart on the toe. Thank you. It's my high brain top, fog. High top green converse with a little heart on the toe. That's how they identified. And I was, the the reason why I thought about this conversation is because you know, you still have so many people that are opposed and and the the Second Amendment taking away their gun rights that they're just not uh, they're not real. They're not logically thinking that I'm not we're not trying to take away your gun rights. We're just trying to make it more difficult for an 18 year old to get an AR-15. I mean, yeah. so yeah. I was thinking about that. Com- I was thinking about him and that conversation and and him being a parent and the funerals over the last couple of weeks and, um, and, and Kavanaugh recently, um, someone wanted to kidnap him and kill him or something and how quickly, you know, uh, authorities work to save him where they took 73 minutes or 78 minutes to, to do anything in Uvalde, Texas. I, I just, I'm in this state of frustration and I'm not sure where to point it or how to fix it. It is, it is frustrating, huh? It is frustrating. And uh, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, he gave a very impassioned speech at the request of the White House. So he was in the briefing room and he talked about it, um, how devastating it is and how we have to do something. And the reason they had the sneakers, like you said, was um, not just that one child, but many or most of those children could not be identified. And not only that, the, the power of that weapon is so devastating that there were children who were decapitated from the weapon, decapitated. Wow. It decapitated. And many, if not most of them, could not be identified um, through face. They needed DNA. And the one family um, that he talked about, their daughter was able to be identified because she had green high-top sneakers. And, and to segue to that Kavanaugh thing, uh, within hours of that man who was from California, he drove all the way from California to Maryland. Now, just think about the gas. Yeah, think about the gas, God. right? <laughs> think about the gas he used to do that. He was mad. And, <laughs> right? And then he called the cops on himself. Um, but within within a couple of hours of that, all that kerfuffle happening in the Senate, they were debating passing a law to give more protection to Supreme Court justices within a couple of, within a couple of hours. The same Senate that will not pass anything to protect children. And we need to be very specific because people like to both sides this shit. It's not both sides. Republicans block meaningful gun gun reform. It's not Democrats. And we have to call a thing a thing. It's not Democrats. And you know what? So Matthew McConaughey did a great thing. One thing that he did that was not great, he both sides that. In his speech, he said, both sides, you, you need to work on this. And really, Matthew McConaughey and his family, as longtime Republican voters, they have voted for Republicans who refuse to enact gun laws. Like, wow. and it's not partisan or political to say that. It's a fact that you are you have support, and maybe that this will change with him. Maybe it'll change. And at the same time, he was giving that speech. You know, who was giving a speech to Congress at the same time was family members from the families who were murdered in Buffalo. Oh. Uh. 
it was at the same time. But I'll tell you something, because everything in America has a racial component, every single thing. Matthew McConaughey's beautiful speech got more publicity than the Black people talking to Congress about their family members who were killed in Buffalo. Because that's what America is. We value uh, uh, celebrity, right? Because he's a celebrity. And that's not always a bad thing because he celebrities, fortunately or unfortunately, can bring more attention to things. And that's okay. Like you were saying, the good part about Kim. Yeah, Yeah. it's okay. If, If you can use them as a voice to draw attention, that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But you also cannot remember, cannot forget that regular people should have a big voice too, and, and, th- and those voices should be heard. So it's it's that comp- it's that balance that America tends to um, struggle with. But you know what? Hey, Jay, I want to go back to one more thing about COVID, yeah. um, and that is, I was just reading this today that that over the past, I think six to eight months, it was in the New York Times that now the majority of people who died from COVID are white people. Oh. And it is a behavioral thing. It's not genetics. It's not lack of access to um, boosters or or any or you know anything. It's just it. It's we have a significant segment of white people who have been who have bought into the lie that it's a hoax. It's not that big of a deal. You know all those things that spouted by you know, elected uh, Republican officials and Fox News, quite frankly, the most viewed news um, in America, who, by the way, every Fox employee knew vaccinated, vaccinated. Right. So no matter what they tell you, they are back. They have to be. That's that's their rule there. But the majority of people dying from covid are white people. Now, why that's significant is originally the people dying from covid were black and Latino people originally. And social scientists are saying because it initially struck um, minorities that the news was going with, and mostly Fox, but not just Fox, the other news were going with, it's affecting those people. And they think, they now think that that was one of the main reasons that white America in general just was like, well, okay, it's not It's us. not me. Yeah. It's not me. <sighs> right. And then, and then significantly, once Biden and Kamala Harris got elected, they pushed vaccinations, especially Kamala Harris, very hard on uh, Black and Mexican and poor communities of white people as well. They pushed it. They pushed that message. They got those vaccinations out. They got um, the testing kits out. And we saw a significant decrease in particularly Black people getting COVID. And at the same time, because it was them pushing it, particularly her, it turned off white people even more. And now they're the majority of dying for it. Wow. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen so (sighs) many stories, uh, you know, a woman, I think it's on TikTok, and she always was reading these stories about all white people. We don't believe in COVID vaccine. And then all of a sudden, you know, two months later, please pray for my mom or my sister yes. or my grandma or my uncle who is now uh. in the hospital dying of COVID. Like, you know what? My pity party bus left a long time ago when you use a platform to spew false information. Yes, it's crazy. Like, don't, it, it just, look, it, look. I would just say, I would just say to, to my white friends, because I, you know, I can't talk to all, all white Americans, but my, my, to my white friends, um, don't be dumb. 
Like, okay. don't be dumb. Don't, don't, don't think that your um, whiteness will protect you from a, a virus for crying out loud. Like it doesn't protect you. Like get vaccinated, get boosted. And if you're like me, wear your mask when you, when you go out shopping and this kind of stuff, because you are around dumb people, right? That's so true. Costco, Safeway, you know, trains and airplanes, you're around dumb people. And those be dumb people will spread everything to you. Oh, you're so right. Sometimes being white is not, uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> yes. So, so, um, what are you watching these days? So I started third season of the boys. We talked about that last week. Um, are you, are you current on the, the first I'm three current. episodes? Yes. Jesus. So much happened. So much violence. Oh my God. I mean, just shit blowing up everywhere. Um, I started watching. So the real housewives came up, came out with real housewives of Dubai. I've heard about this. Elian was telling me about it. So how is it? I'm not sure yet because okay. it's one of those ones where, you know, of course they're super rich and, you know, Dubai talk about heat. It gets up to like 120 degrees there, but um, Unbelievable. I don't know if I'm jiving with the personalities yet. So I'll give it a couple more, but you know, my real housewives of Atlanta is not disappointing me at all. Okay. So that's been a good okay. season. And then real housewives of Beverly Hills has been really good. Again, a lot of wealth. Um, you, it's you really should. You really should watch TV with um, my partner, Elian. Like you guys watch the exact same stuff. <laughs> I'm so excited because <laughs> so you think you can dance also started. So I don't you know think, what I, I love that show. I love that show. And let me tell you, I am I get moved by the art of dance. So if I watch a contemporary uh, piece and it can move me, I've cried on that show. Mm -hmm. I've laughed. And I will tell you, if I could get one tail, I think I, I asked you this question. So there's two questions here. If I could be blessed with a talent and not just somebody wave a magic wand and say, you're going to be exceptional at this, it would be dance. Like Ooh, that, literally it would one. be dance. What would be yours? Oh, okay. Well, I think it would be playing the piano. Oh yeah. See, that's good too. Yeah. I would love to play the piano. Sometimes when I, when I, when I'm with Leah, and, you know, maybe some piano music comes on and I'll start pretending like I'm playing. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm, like, I'm playing like a giant concert. And then I'll like point. It's like, who are you pointing to? I said, I'm pointing to the Obamas. They're right out there <laughs> listening to me play. That's good because, you know, what's funny is so you're doing air, air piano, which is funny. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, if you could think about a job, so say you're given a magic wand and you could pick any job that you would do. You've already been trained on it. You went to school. You have all the skill set. What job would you have picked? I want to be the emperor. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, want, I want to be in charge of everything. <laughs> that's so because, good yeah i like of, of the whole planet like 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 in, the, in those space movies like there's just one person in charge of everything like everything <laughs> that i want i want i want that to be me because i think i think if, if the entire world right just for like it wouldn't last because someone's going to kill me right but if i could get about five good years you know i can make things better for most of the world like not all of it, but most of the world I can make it better. Now, I don't know if it would last, but 
there'll be five good years. <laughs> Damn. Now, I mean, you went, you, you went, that's actually really good. I never even thought of that. I went thinking to myself, I would want to be an FBI behavioralist for a serial killer unit. Like I want to be able to find serial killers based on behaviors. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, I, I would have you in my court that you would be, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> have you in my court? Listen, listen, I would love if you would run for some local uh, office and work your way up to Senate and all. Oh, my God. Some things could change. I I mean, yeah, I think her is probably the best job. It it, it, it could be done. If I have to have a more grounded job, I would like to work like um, in the United Nations or something. Okay. You know, like, you know, they have all these big shot jobs and the United Nations and you see something on TV or usually you see it in a movie and everybody, all these people around the world are sitting there and there's always that one black guy in a turban. Like, I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that one black guy, you know, he represents, this is one African guy. He represents all 54 nations on a continent of Africa. He just has a nice, you know, um, nice robe. Uh, it's not called a robe. I know whatever it's called, and a turban. I want to be that guy <laughs> representing all fifty-four countries. <laughs> uh, I love. Oh what are you watching? Um. So I, Leah, Leah, and I, and our best friend Zoe, we watched Miss um, Marvel on Disney Plus. Okay. So Miss Marvel is, she came out uh, in the comic books, I think 2016 or 17. She's a teenager. She's their age, like 16 or 17. It came out in 2016 or 17. And she's Marvel's first Muslim superhero. Oh. And the comic book uh, widely acclaimed uh, because it doesn't pander or make any excuses for being um uh, unapologetically Muslim. And so, and so it's a coming of age, like a lot of superheroes and she's a teenager. So she has teenage issues and she has her community that wants her to be devout and uh, mind her cultural norms. And she's also a superhero. And so they made um, a Disney plus series. There's only been one episode and they absolutely nailed it. It's Ooh. so it's so very good. And uh, the young lady playing her, um, what's her name? Mia Valeni, I think is her name. Um, but she is, she's perfect. And so it's a great, the first episode was fantastic. All the Marvel Easter eggs and all this kind of stuff, it's all there. And it this leads to the next Miss uh, Captain Marvel movie. So she's part of that whole deal. So um, just, it's just fantastic. And then, um, I started watching the most current season of that um, History Channel reality show, Alone. Oh, what's that about? So 10 people are dropped off in some wilderness apart, and they have no communication with each other. And it's just uh, an endurance contest to see who lasts the longest being alone and surviving. That's all it is. So you have to you have to hunt your own food or fish your own food or pick your own food. You have to build your own shelter and you just have to survive. And whoever lasts the longest wins. And the only way you know you lasted the longest is they come get you one day and say, okay, everybody else is gone. And you're Shut it. Up. Yeah, that's, yeah not that's, my, that's not my cup that, of tea. Yeah, that's it. And so um, typically you're going to last two or three people will last. 70 80 days or i think someone has lasted like maybe 100 but you, you just have to 
do it. And so really we sort of get off on the people. They're usually these rugged outdoors men, outdoors ladies, and you know, they love being outdoors and hunting and fishing and they're all tough <laughs> and all this. And two weeks in, they tap out. <laughs> That'd be me. Like I could, I'd have to find all the berries because I couldn't kill anything. Like I couldn't That'd kill, be, right? I couldn't. They've had, and you know what they've had? I don't know if they've had vegans on, but they've had vegetarians on. And it's it's tough, but there's ways to survive. But um, so it's just an endurance tale. And so you follow each, you know, they switch back and forth between people. And you and you see why people in the past didn't live long because you slip and fall. Or if you know, you can eat a lot of fish, but you need you need uh, more nutrients, and you have to figure out how to do it and how to build fire and a good shelter, and you know how to use your calories wisely, your energy wisely. So anyway, that that that's what I'm watching. So that's our little summer deal. We'll get into like the summer cheesy game shows and stuff, but we also have, like you said, um, uh, so you think you can dance. We we love that as well. Yeah, they have um, Big Brother will come on in July. So, of course, I'll watch Big Brother. And then uh, there's a couple of shows like The Staircase that I need to start on HBO. Oh, and then the, yes. Chai. the Chai starts at the end of June. So I'm excited for a summer filled of good TV. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. that. You know what? I told I told my daughter, I said, let me tell you how good we have it. We have original programming in summer right now. But when I was a kid, summer was just summer reruns. That's all it was. Exactly. Like all these shows reruns. that go on hiatus, like Grey's Anatomy and all them, yep. they're you're done. So all summer you're just watching repeats of stuff. Man, we got that's it. Ugh. That's it. Or so like right. I said, so not only was that bad, but then it, so it was good if you missed an episode, like in the in the spring when everything, or in the winter when everything came out. But at, on the same at the same time, you had to wait until summer to re-see that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so great. And you know what? I know, I know we're, you know, running short on some time, but I will say, um, stranger things was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. You know what? We got to get into that next, next week. Let's, let's, let's do that. We're going to, we're going to, we always go shallow, but we may go a little deeper and look at um, all things, stranger things next week. How about that? That's I love it. And then Jen, where can people find you? We're going to wrap this up. Where can people find you online? Jen Van Lynn and Veg on Instagram. And I think it's the same on Facebook. Oh, that's crazy that I don't even know that. But Instagram mm-hmm. is where I spend most of my time. And then um, I think I'm big button a smile on uh, TikTok. <laughs> Jen really does have a big button a smile. Just, <laughs> you know, and truth in advertising, we're going to just make sure we get that right. Um, I can be found at um, Twitter, Myron J. Clifton, and um, check me out on my Amazon page, Myron Clifton as well. You'll see all my books, you'll see my blogs, my digital magazine, all that stuff. And then you'll notice that our um, that on our um, our podcast, our picture, we have Mojito because Mojito is an, um, an, uh, one of the original co-hosts of the show. And though um, he has gone from this particular life, he will remain part of the show. And we'll keep his picture up because uh, he was an original cause. So we're going to keep him in. Yep. Beast Beast will always be around and always be remembered. That's right. So thanks for joining us. Make sure wherever you listen to podcasts, go give us a rating, rate us high, leave us a review. Reviews matter. They push us up and they, they send. When you give us a review, you get money in return. <laughs> That's such a lie. No, you don't, but you'll feel better. <laughs> Hashtag fibber. And you know what? 
again, we go shallow. So if you're looking for something that goes deep, I mean, this is not the place. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you later, Jen. Bye.